All right, folks, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Hopefully your Monday went well. Hope everything is going good. This is the First and Frame Rate Show. I am the Baller, episode 291. I mean, we're chugging right along, and I feel I'm starting to get more into the swing of things of doing this on, um, you know, Monday through Friday. Um, I started this on January 3rd. Started a little nervous, but I feel like I'm starting to get used to this. It takes a while when you're constantly talking and, and trying to get a groove and making, you know, deciding on what content you want to make it. I really feel good about doing this on a daily basis. And I want to thank you guys for the support numbers continue rising. I really, really appreciate it. Not going to go on an original spill, but I will say this. I'm on your favorite platforms. As far as the podcast on YouTube, I'm on, uh, I am on YouTube and I'm on rumble. So if you want to check out the podcast, either way, just put in first and frame race, wherever you want to search, I should pop right on up. Someone asked me recently, should I get on, um, iHeartRadio? And I know that that'd be awesome. If I can get there, um, the qualifications are a little bit different than these others, but I would definitely be trying to get there. Um, gave me a new reason to um, push my content to higher levels so hopefully i get there but it all thanks to you guys it all starts with you guys you guys you know shoot the direction of where this podcast go and um i thank you guys for making that direction possible uh so one more thing i want to get into if you want to support go ahead and hit the like button share this podcast subscribe to the channel or the podcast so you can continuously get this content and if you really want to support you can always uh donate uh, i'll have all the links down in the description of the podcast and or the um the youtube or rumble channels all right let's go ahead and get into this episode 291 you guys already know i talk about georgia southern and atlanta falcons football georgia southern football is still on the back burner right now don't have much to really talk about but things are heating up with the falcons when it comes to uh basically um the draft and the draft is getting closer free agency is getting closer and right now i want to uh give you my thoughts and opinions on a certain player that I really didn't think that was going to be uh, a, a viable option for um, the draft. I, I just be honest. I mean, once uh, once Adante Fowler got uh, released, I you know look all bets were off. We want to get edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher, and we're going to get somebody to get after the quarterback. And I still believe that, but. Why the Falcons could select the why could select London Drake at number eight? Why receiver out of USC? Why could this be a real possibility? We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about all the other talent that's around when it comes to pass rushers and um, why I just think this one particular receiver may be the guy. Now, it all started with the whole situation with Todd Mache. And I don't really like to follow mock drafts, but he said there's a there's a possibility that the Falcons would take London Drake. Now, London Drake did get injured around the end of October of last year when, when he was playing for USC. But I'm going to tell you something about this guy. I want to tell you something about this guy and, I, and why it this really started to catch my eye because I started to look at some of the things that he's done for this past season for USC because you know even though we are struggling at wide receiver there's no doubt about that you know the whole situation with Calvin really Julio Jones is gone um the other receivers is just not up the par like I thought they'd be Frank Darby just did not make it the way I thought he'd be I think he think he wasn't gonna be that type of impact 
I got a feeling that London Drake may be that type of impact. And, um, well, to an extent, when you look at pass rush and defense is, you know, a big deal, trenches is a big deal. But when you got a talent like this at receiver, you know, I, I, I think you may want to just take a look at least take a look at this. Now, I looked up some stats for London Drake. London Drake did, uh, he, um, was injured. I think he would uh, hurt his ankle or, uh, something like that. I think he was, uh, he hurt his ankle. And, um, prior to that, listen to this. Prior to that, he played only seven and a half games. And in those seven and a half games, he had 88 catches for 1,000. 84 yards. Just think about this. Now, he's a two-sport athlete. He played basketball as well. So he can get up there and get the ball. He can get some rebounds. And he's six foot five, 210 pounds. I believe when he gets to the NFL, he's probably going to put on another 15, maybe another 20 pounds. So now you're looking at a guy that's probably going to be six foot five, 225, 230. I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on another person or, or compare them, but that's Calvin Johnson's size. Now, I don't think the kid's going to be Calvin Johnson. I mean, did you see Calvin Johnson? Dude was a beast. I don't even think he's fast as Calvin Johnson because Calvin Johnson ran a 4-3. But when you look at these numbers, 88 catches in seven games, over 1,000 yards in seven and a half games. Now, mind you, if he played the rest of the season, if he played the rest of the season, he could have been on his way to nearly 2,000 yards receiving. He could have had literally almost 140 catches. Now, what I say with this, could this translate to the NFL? Yeah, I think it can. You can't touch receivers no more in the NFL. You barely could touch them. Now, I'm glad that it wasn't uh, ACL. I'm glad that was because, you know, torn ACLs and all that is a, is a really big deal. You know, you saw Odell Beckham Jr. going through that. I don't think it was the same knee, but it just for some reason, it just seemed like a running theme with people who have those type of injuries. He did break his ankle. I don't know if, for instance, if he will continue to have that burst of speed. But a broken ankle isn't as bad as a toward ACL. You have a situation like uh, Michael Vick. He had a broken ankle. He came back. He was just fine. So, is it viable? Could the Falcons really select this guy with, you know, the size, the athletic ability, and him capable of putting up these numbers? Um, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm against it because I I really believe that we need a pass rush badly. You know, you see how things go when you have a good pass rush. You could disrupt the uh you could disrupt uh, a team offense. You could disrupt the offense easily. Look what happened to the Bengals. The Bengals couldn't do nothing in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, you just look at any other team that had some form of pass rusher who can uh, stop the run. It, it just made a big difference for your team. But I will say this. What type of pass rusher that's in this draft that's warranted a number eight pick? Honestly, because we're looking at pass rush and pass rush is a priority. That means we need pass rush. But. Who's that guy out there who really is going to be that game changer? I think, honestly, um, when you look at the edge rushers, you got one person that's moving up quickly. That's Jermaine Johnson 
from Florida State. He's moving up really fast in in, in his stock is moving up really fast as far as the, the, the you know the players that are available. But when you look at all of these edge rushers, you have a lot of them. You have a lot of edge rushers that are here. And with the Falcon situation, with Calvin Ridley, who's probably going to end up trading him, you still got two picks in the second round. Who's to say that they don't get that edge rusher in the second round after picking uh, Drake London? Who's to say they don't go back into the first round with the Calvin Ridley pick and get uh, an edge rusher? Because it's it's a lot of edge rushers out here. I you know I I just feel like when you look at like wide receiver Garrett you know Wilson and you know you got Jana um Jameis Wilson who really has a, a torn ACL um we just can't afford to get a Jameis Winston um, Jameis Winston my God Jameis Williams right now and have him sick we need somebody on the field right away and I think with the ankle injury um I would not be surprised if uh, Drake London is pretty much about almost healed from that injury and um, is, is pretty much ready to go at least by the beginning of summer. Uh, but, you know, with a torn ACL, you know, it does eight to 10, 12 months. Uh, Jameis Williams may not be available till like, you know, later on the, the beginning of the middle or like week six, week seven of the season. But, Look, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just I'm trying to make the case that this could be a possibility, and um, I I, I will be honest with you. I'm against it because I I feel like pass rusher is a thing. We need it, but when you really say we need that pass rush, um, I'm looking at like I said, the guy from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. He's moving up really fast. Kavon Thibodeau is another one. And there's a few other ones that are there that that may be good, but I, I just don't know if they're generational talents. With the way the receiver is now in the NFL, I can see where you can get this guy, and nobody's really going to touch him. He can go across the middle at 6'5", 210. He can go up and catch the ball and get a pass interference almost every time. I mean, it, it's just, it's something to think about. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it should happen, but when you look at this, um, I, I'm just making a case that, that, that could possibly be a reality or make sense. I mean, I mean who am I to, you know, the, 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 just be focused on one, uh, one position, which, like I said, I know it's a priority. I just talked about it in episode two, eight, uh, two eighty eight. So I'm not going to sit there and, and act crazy and be like, oh, I didn't say that or be a hypocrite. I mean, look, I, I'm still on board with that. But I want people to really start looking at things and focusing on other avenues, what possibly could happen. And I'm not even talking about situations where we trade back from number eight and go further down and get more picks. I'm not even putting that there because that stuff basically happens on the fly or it happens in, in mere minutes during the draft. This is nothing that happens like we know now that, you know, the draft is a month and a half away and we know that the Falcons are going to trade that pick when the draft comes. We don't know that. So I'm just talking about everything based on the 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 time of each pick. And um I'm 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 sitting here thinking like, well, yo, this, this could be a possibility. 
also, um, Jermaine Johnson actually did do well at the um, at the Senior Bowl. You know, uh, our front office was at the, at the Senior Bowl. So this could be a reason why, you know, some people, I know some people already said, you know, Jermaine uh, Johnson could be that guy. And, and look, I'll be happy if it is. I'm, I'm not against it. But I'm just looking at the situation like, okay, our wide receiver position is just as dire as the pass rush situation. They're, they're almost identical as far as needs, in my opinion. So, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I mean, what, this this is all I'm saying I'm like, at the end of the day. I feel like either one I would be okay with, but I still lean towards pass rush because games are won in the trenches. The flip side to that, if you get a big receiver that can get some calls, you can get some receivers, or you can get a receiver that don't mind going across the middle and be a big physical target and can catch, that's not a bad thing either because, like I said, the, the receiver can't be touched anymore. They barely could be touched. Hell, we saw in the Super Bowl where uh, you, where penalties was all over the place in the Super Bowl. Jalen Ramsey got pulled to the ground, and the receiver caught the ball for a touchdown. If it was the other way around, it would have been a flag easily. You know what I mean? So there, there's pros and cons to all of this. And I think at the end of the day, I can see this happening, but I've seen it too many times where when you can't get at the quarterback where that's detrimental to your team. You can't get to the quarterback. Uh, so many things happen. You know, as far as the op- opposition runs roughshod on your team. And, I, and, you know, even though that Dante Fowler only gave a 4.5 sacks, he was a leader. We only had 18 sacks total. I think we did okay overall. I don't think it was, like, abysmal. Yeah, you want to get to the quarterback more often, but it wasn't like it was really, really, really bad. I mean, outside of the Tampa game, uh, the Dallas game, well, I ain't gonna say the the Tampa games actually wasn't that bad either, because we got to we got to Tom Brady a couple times. Um, but outside of the Dallas in the game and the Patriots game, they were by numbers they were terrible, but you know they were able to do some things at some times. That doesn't mean that dissolves them and say, oh, everything is okay, because you still need that help. You you need you need a guy that could get at the quarterback. You need a Max Crosby. You need a, a Chase Young. You need a Bosa. You need that. But, I mean, the, the numbers make it seem like it was absolutely terrible, but these guys held their own at times. You know, I mean, thanks to the linebackers, but, you know, that's another story for another day, which I think we should get a linebacker sometime later down in the, in the draft. But when you're looking at these first picks, definitely like this number eight, if we're going to stay at number eight, I I'm, I can see where this wide receiver situation is an issue. It could be a pick. I mean, who else do we have? You know, could, could we get a receiver later on in the draft? Yeah, I, I, I think so. You got Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, you know. 
You got jo- Jawan, Jahan Dotson. You know, John Mechie is still out there. Don't forget that John Mechie got hurt earlier. But, you know, he should be back to play. He'd probably be ready by training camp. And John Mechie can play. He, you know, he he's a baller. You know, that's somebody we haven't talked about. Justin Ross out of Clemson. Clemson fell off so far, man. You don't even hear about, you know, Clemson. A sleeper, Wondell Robertson out of Kentucky. He's a sleeper. Nobody talks about this kid, but Kentucky has been pulling out some really good talent lately out of the, you know, out of their, uh, you know, out of their program. So it's, it's there. But when I look at these numbers that Drake London put up, I mean, out of seven games, he had 88 catches in seven games. That means he could catch the ball. You know, and he's a big physical receiver at two six five two ten. Like I said, probably by the time he gets into the league and get, do, go through weight and conditioning, he should be about at least 220, 225. It's a possibility we're looking at a Mike Evans right here. I mean, is it something I'm saying that's wrong? Am I talking crazy? I'm not really sure when I looked at this, when I actually looked at it. But like I said, the flip side of that, the thing about that, I don't want to go round and round with that for the third time or whatever. The thing about it is the Falcons got so many issues when it comes to what this team needs. They have so many issues when it comes to what these team needs. And that's the big issue. Pass rush, offensive line has issues, secondary got issues, receivers. I mean, it's all over the place. So pick your poison or or, or pick the best player available. Like I've been, like I always thought it was going to be pick the best player available. Is Drake London the best player available at number eight? It's a good question to ask because these pass rushes are nice. But I don't think any of these pass rushes have been putting up numbers like Drake London has as far as um, the type of uh, numbers for your position. I haven't even looked at what uh, Aiden Hutchinson has done, a Thibodeau, or, you know, I, I haven't looked at what any of these, uh, oh, um, Ojabo, I haven't looked at any of what these pass rushes have done. Jeremiah Johnson, I don't know. But I'm just looking at the numbers on, you know, uh, on Drake London because I, I wasn't able to watch any of his games. His game, you know, he plays, you know, on the West Coast. You better get to see his, his games on Saturday night. And the only person that's on this list as far as the, on the draft big board that I know that can ball and I don't have to look at the numbers is N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean looks like he wants to play in the NFL and make an impact. And I'm not saying he looks like it because I see him. I'm looking at what he does on the field. That guy's going to be special for somebody. And it's a shame that really, you know, the Falcons, or I don't even think the Falcons were looking at him. I mean, just something about that kid I, I really, really like. And the fact they got him at 24 on this board that I'm looking at, drafttech.com, I may just put this down in the description so you can look at the big board that they have. They have a lot of stuff on here that's pretty interesting. And um, I highly recommend you check out drafttech.com. But 
it's a shame that Nicole Dean is not top 10. And, and, and I'm just, I'm saying that just as a pure defensive football player. They got him listed at inside linebacker, but as a pure defensive football player, I believe he could do anything and everything around that front seven. And he has, he, he has some pretty decent hands. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I, j- I just hope the Falcons take heed to him because I think he'll be a huge asset to anybody that comes to that team. But the rest of these guys, these edge rushers, I don't know what they do. I don't. I, I didn't even look at their numbers. Excuse me. I- I'm going to be honest. I've been somewhat, you know, uh, sleeping on them because none of these guys really st- stood out. I think the only person that really stood out was uh, Kevon Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau has always been uh, a guy that I said, okay, as edge rusher, um, I think he could do pretty, I think he'd be pretty good. I think he'd be straight up NFL ready and ready to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at his stats real quick before I get out of here because, you know, I don't want to hold you guys up for too long. If they pull up, if not, then that's okay. I'm not really, really, really uh, here to do that today. It looks like my computer is real. Oh, no, there it is. I take that back. So overall, this season, he played in 11 games, 35 solo tackles, 15 assists for a total of 50 tackles, 12 tackles for um, tackle for loss. Seven sacks, which is actually pretty good. One pass deflected, one forced fumble, one, uh, no, two forced fumbles. So that's not bad. I like those numbers. For 11 games, you had seven sacks. That's that's not bad at all. So this is what I'm saying. If, if Thibodeau's a guy, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole and look at everybody's stats, but Thibodeau is probably like the only guy that I've actually looked at, you know, looked at his highlights and be like, okay, I can see why, you know, people are high on him. Aiden Hutchinson, to be honest, watching him at Michigan, I've watched him and I don't see it. I, I, I to be honest, I, I only talked about him briefly. I don't see it, you know? So I, I mean, there are a few other guys here I watched very briefly. But I watched a lot of Aiden Hutchinson because I do have a soft spot for Michigan football. I always wanted him to get back to prominence, and I think they did a pretty good job for themselves by making the playoffs. But um, after you know, before then, I've always thought that there was a really good football program, and, and I hate to see them always get slapped around by Ohio State. So when they were in the running, I actually watched a few of their games, and Aiden Hutchinson did play well. But I just don't see that this is that talent that's going to. Uh, revolutionize somebody's defensive line. I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. At the end of the day, before I close, for real this time, I think Drake London could change the game for the Atlanta Falcons with their receivers. The wide receiver court that we have is just not up to par for what we have. And I think Matt Ryan could use another big target along with Kyle Pitts. That'd be great. Um, you know, if Hayden Hurst decide to come back, that'd be even that'd be awesome. But we'll talk about that at a later time. Um, either way, they can't go wrong. I'm still leaning towards the pass rush because the trenches, trenches defense, controlling the trenches wins football games. But the flip side to that, I will say, 
you look at a guy like Drake London who could get pass interference calls, go over the middle. Nobody wants to be able to uh, tackle this big guy, and he has hands so he can go up and get the jump balls. I, I don't think you can lose either way, but we see what happens when you don't have a defensive line. You also see what happens when you don't have a wide receiver that can actually, you know, have a good wide receiver uh, uh, court. So let me know what you guys think. I'm going to get up out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I try not to keep them too long. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of you guys is uh, Tuesday. If you like this uh, content, hit the like button. Share and subscribe. Share and subscribe. Share and subscribe. We are growing, people. First and frame race, where we frame the culture is growing. We are doing this over here, and it all starts with talking about Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football, and it definitely primarily starts with you guys supporting, watching, and listening. Find me on YouTube. Find me on Rumble. Just type it in. I pop right on up. Find me on your favorite uh, uh, podcast platform. Type in First and Frame Rich. I should pop right on up. Also, if you feel like you want to really support, you can always donate through Cash App, which is VF Baller 20, or you could go through the Anchor app or Anchor, Anchor uh, link that's in the description below. And uh, I'm still working on that uh, PayPal one. So hopefully you guys will, um, either way, it doesn't matter. As long as you guys are listening, I am happy. I really appreciate it. I will see you guys on the next one. You guys be blessed. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. You guys take care. Peace.